Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. And Jake, one thing I really wanted to talk about, we have beaten the Dalvin Cook. You know, we've beaten it to death talking about Dalvin Cook throughout the weeks in our podcast. And what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? We're going to do it again, and we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook because most recently Jeff Darlington of ESPN reported that the Miami Dolphins obviously have an offer on the table for Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook was not willing to accept that offer. And um, I don't know that it's too big of a surprise when you consider he was set to make nearly $11 million with the Minnesota Vikings. I think we all know Chris Greer's ways, right? He is probably lowballing Dalvin Cook to get him at his price. But this was newsworthy, and I thought we would come on here and talk about it. So, uh, Jake, when you first heard that report, what were your thoughts? And were you surprised? Because, again, I think Dalvin Cook's going to hold out a little bit before he ultimately makes his decision. Yeah, I wasn't too surprised either, Josh, because I think – what are the odds would you say that Delvin Cook signs before training camp begins? Like, I, I would put it like a heavy 50-50. And if nobody's offering him a contract that he hasn't signed yet, I'd kind of even start leaving that like 75-25 that he's going to kind of wait. I mean, signing now just signs you up to kind of start for training camp. Unless you have a wow offer that you think maybe down the road, um, Team X or Team Y will see, hey, this uh, running back two or three looks really fast, might be able to do a little extra, and all of a sudden that offer is no longer there. I, I do wonder if we're just at a situation where obviously teams want him, it's late in the offseason, teams have spent a lot of their money, or they don't want to spend a lot on running backs, which is a whole big conversation. I certainly understand that. And all of a sudden, Cook doesn't want to go to training camp, work his tail off, and get paid like a, I don't know, uh, a second not like a Delvin Cook, I guess is probably the best way to say it. That's how weird running back contracts are. So I just do wonder if we're at a waiting game and just twiddling our thumbs with these kind of um, a writ or occasional PR darts to kind of just keep the conversation going quite a bit. Yeah, and you got to, uh, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, right? Especially when it comes to this. But Jeff Darlington's one of the best in the games. And I think we can all agree the Dolphins clearly have interest. I just don't think they're going to give him anywhere close to that $11 million that I'm sure he's you know, he's close to, he's probably much happier seeking a deal in that area than he is, you know, taking three or 4 million right now. And, you know, closing his market right now, Uh, the date everyone continues to bring up is July 17th. I think that's the day when, um, I guess that's when you should sign to get into training camp. I believe that's what I continue to hear. And it's also when guys who are on the franchise tag, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, I believe there's another one, you know, have a chance to get a long-term deal. So they continue to say, if those guys get paid X amount of money, that could give Dalvin Cook an idea of what he's worth. Again, the whole training camp thing, Dalvin Cook probably wants to come in and learn a new playbook, right? Be ready for the start of the NFL season. Another interesting thing that I saw was Zach Hiller, his agent, was on um, one of his podcasts talking about the Jets and their interest and how they're Super Bowl bound or could be Super Bowl bound and how Dalvin Cook could fit in that thing. So to me, when you hear that and you hear take that with what he was saying earlier about the Miami Dolphins, I mean, are they trying to pit these two teams against each other to try to raise that price? Because that's how it seems to me. I mean, the Jets have interest. The Dolphins have interest. I mean, if Jets are going to give you this amount of money, then you take that deal back to the Dolphins, who Dalvin Cook clearly wants to play for and say, I need this regardless of state taxes, regardless of how beautiful the sunshine is. And if not, I'll go to the division rival. What are your thoughts on something like that? A lot of ass kissing going on, Josh, that is for sure. There is a lot of games being played. And I thought kind of a month or two ago when the idea of Delvin Cook simmered a little bit, especially after the Dolphins draft of on a chain, you see how excited Mike McDaniel was about that. You kind of thought the team was, was going away from it. And we've heard numerous reports say that there's been a contract offer that's on the table. 
obviously the contract situation changed. And Delvin Cook is someone who just wants to be wanted right now. So this, I do feel like there might be something going on here where his agent, they're just trying to make whatever bidding war they can. Otherwise, why would he be going on these radio uh, shows? Why would Delvin Cook be going on podcasts? Why would he be liking all these tweets? He's in a situation where he had to listen for months to hear the Vikings talk about, we don't think you deserve this payment. You just made four straight Pro Bowls and you don't deserve this payment. He's in a situation where he just wants to be liked and be paid a fair price, which is fine. I just do think that in order to get there, he's going to have to pull some spring strings in terms of these social media um, mentions or call-outs, whatever it may be. Yeah, and if he wants to come to a team that wants him, I mean, the fan base clearly wants Dalvin Cook in Miami, and I don't know if you saw that Alec Ingold uh, interview. I think it was with Solomon Wilcox. Correct me if I'm wrong with the NFL on Sirius Radio, but yep. you know he was sitting there saying about how they have so many dogs in that running back room, but he'd take 15 good running backs if he could, and he sounds like he would love to have Dalvin Cook in that backfield. Again, I guess it comes down to um, the situation for Dalvin Cook. I mean, if he wants to go somewhere and be that premier running back, I think we can all agree with Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Devon A. I don't think he's going to get those same touches that he may get elsewhere, especially if, you know, Brees Hall isn't healthy in New York. You know, Dalvin Cook could go right in there and be the guy. So um, they're definitely weighing their options, and I don't think that there's any end in sight. And, again, I don't think Dolphin fans should really be upset if Dalvin Cook goes elsewhere. I mean, it would definitely suck if he went to the Jets or, you know, another division rival. But um, with the way this backfield looks, especially after Devon A. you got to feel pretty good about that run game, especially with what you saw last season. What's more likely that Delvin Cook is on this team with both Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson or that uh, Delvin Cook signs elsewhere? I would say Dalvin Cook signs elsewhere. I don't think if they bring him in that they would keep both of those guys. I mean, we always continue to say which guy we'd keep around. So I think they'd probably cut ties with one of them, you know, but then who would want, I mean, these vets, I mean, Raheem Mostert's push, he's over 30, right? And then Jeff Wilson, they're both making about $2.2 million, which isn't a lot of money, but um, I don't know what kind of trade compensation you get then. You certainly won't get a fifth-round pick probably for Jeff Wilson, and um, you know who knows what you get for Raheem Mostert. So I don't think all three of those guys would be on the same team, but if the Dolphins are truly going YOLO, you know, let's bring in the best players. Let's you know try to win something these two, this two-year window. I mean, that would be the way to do it, keep them all on the roster and just – figure out a way, right? I mean, you motion Raheem Mostert out. You got Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Devon A. Chan's in the slot. You run hurry up. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? I mean, I see Mike McDaniel just like Professor Noodle earlier and Vic Fangio just with all these um, different pieces in his head that he can just, you know, move around his chess pieces, as cliche as that might sound. No, I definitely get that, though. And that's kind of what you want. And you do wonder if to in order to get those chess pieces in a situation that doesn't feel awkward, because if you have, you know, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, and Delvin, I just can't envision you having all three of those guys for the entire year. Having all three of those guys and justifying de- drafting Devon H. Hayden in the third round is even a little questionable, but I guess you could say, well, he's still going to get some opportunities. He'll probably be a kick returner at some point. I wonder if there's going to be an opportunity where they just wait until it's week seven, week eight, and injuries happen in the NFL. They wait till there's some sort of excuse to bring them in. And then all of a sudden it's, hey, then player X, we're bringing them back slowly. And then Delvin Cook comes in as the guy for five, six weeks. And then all of a sudden everyone's healthy by week 18, and it's not going to feel awkward because you're all at that point just shooting for the playoffs and shooting for the Super Bowl. Uh, so I do wonder if there's a situation where he waits I just don't know if he'll want to wait that long because I do think he'll want a second contract and playing in seven games and having, even if it's 700 yards and five touchdowns, isn't the same if you play 18 games and make the Pro Bowl or whatever it may be. 
Yeah, 100%. Last thing before we move on to this quick Christian Wilkins news. Um, What's your pulse check? Dalvin Cook, a Dolphin, yes or no? July 9th is the day. I know I don't we change so. all the time. Okay. I, yeah. I've been on no for a little. I think I'm, I think I'm sticking on no, but Th- Darlington was so confident, like about a f- couple months, like he's, oh, there's no way he's not going to be on the Dolphins. He was just so adamant that he was going to be there. And the fact we've gotten this far, things change over time. Nobody is right forever. It's not how things work. So I'm, I'm a little concerned that we took a Darlington uh, report at its word. He was super confident. And all of a sudden, I'm, uh, do we gotta do we gotta put a little warning on Darlington? Get a little too excited here? We might. I, I'll say yes, just to be different. And um, it, either way, don't go look at Dalvin Cook's likes and go based off of that because every day this dude's just playing with different fan bases. He knows exactly what he's doing. Too. That's the thing. You don't think he's gonna hey come sign with the Jets? So I'm gonna like this. And it's that tweet right there was Exhibit A of how I became a Jet. It started with me liking a tweet. Last thing, Jake. Before we wrap it up. Um, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, I guess, posted an article today uh, based off executives, players, scouts, and coaches and how they ranked the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Obviously, Aaron Donald was number one. But to my surprise and the surprise of many of us was that Christian Wilkins was listed as an honorable mention. And when you think about what he just did last year, um, I think he left led the league, right, with interior defensive linemen and tackles in 98, if I'm, if I'm wrong. 98, unless I'm wrong. Um, I mean, how crazy is that to think, you know, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons, Quinnen Williams, Javon Hargrave, Dexter Lawrence, DeForest Buckner, Darren Payne, Cam Hayward, and Jonathan Allen were all listed ahead of him. What are your thoughts when you saw that? Gross. Um, yeah, gross. Disgusting. Sickening. Despicable. Dreadful. That's a sickening. It was pretty sickening, Josh. This is someone who he led the league with tackles from a defensive uh, tackle, 98. The previous record was 88. Christian Wilkins got the previous year. This guy is such an impactful uh, game changer in the middle of the field. And Josh, like you go back through the years and like, there were a lot of times like in high school, I I, w- I was told Randy Starks and Kendall Langford were good. They were solid. They were good, but I didn't really know what that meant. Christian Wilkins, he doesn't get lost in all, all, all the mucky muck. He does not get lost in everything that's happening in the trenches. You see what he's doing, and he's just like Moses, spread, spreading the seas, walking through, and tackling Josh Allen. Sometimes a little below the belt, sure, don't knock him for that. But this guy has been so awesome for the Miami Dolphins for so long. And it's not like the Dolphins haven't been relevant. I think they have, what, three straight winning seasons, something or three straight non-losing seasons, something crazy like that. Like It's crazy to think he's not a top-10 guy bananas yeah i'm wondering you saying that i'm wondering how many of those execs and players are just upset with Salty. how good he is and all this shit they talks throughout the game right i mean we see what he does at the bottom of those piles we see the mic'd up and just how hilarious he is and trying to steal cam newton's chain right i mean that's probably half the reason these execs and players <laughs> ranked him where he was but yeah man it's just crazy to think based off what he's done i mean this makes it sound like he's still underrated right they're still underrating christian wilkins so um i mean Chris Greer, I'd show him this, right? Okay, you're not top 10, man. Just take this contract that we're offering you. But Chris Greer, it's ab- yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Maybe Chris Greer, it was just all Dolphins uh, front office trying to get that price tag down that, that said this. But honestly, man, it's just wild to think that he's not top 10 at the defensive tackle position. And 
um, another year and uh, with Vic Fangio, with those guys up front, you know, absolutely he got better when they brought in Bradley Chubb. Jalen Phillips got better when they brought in Bradley Chubb. I'm excited to see what he can do. And um, I guess I'm a little bit um, upset Zach Sealer wasn't on that list. I know we overrated him a little bit, but Zach Sealer's, again, I said it before, the most underrated player in all of football. But this list is disgusting. And uh, whoever Jeremy Fowler talked to, I want their names of that list. <laughs> Get all their business cards like Jeff Island that one time, whatever, and started calling him. Uh, Josh. To wrap up here, let, let's kind of take a look at that Christian Wilkins contract extension situation. Um, the more this plays on, I don't know if it's just me talking myself into it, but you do wonder if this is like one of those levers they're just waiting to pull unless something happens. You know, Delvin Cook signs a little cheaper than he thought. You can maybe add a statement offensive tackle late in the offseason, something like that. Otherwise, I do think this is a deal that might get done right at the start of training camp, really get those vibes going and during uh, you know the preseason and then week one against the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I still don't know why it hasn't happened yet. I mean, we continue to see all these defensive tackles get paid. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, I forget who it was on Twitter, but they kind of threw it out there, and it wasn't even something that stuck in my mind. But they still got the franchise tag in their back pocket for these next few years. So um, right. if he's, he's a top-five defensive tackle, I mean, he's going to get paid like a top-five defensive tackle probably. I mean, they might just be waiting to pull that thing out. But um, what that does for morale, I don't, I don't know. Because, again, you bring in a Bradley Chubb, you bring in a Tyree Kill, they're a different position. You bring in these other guys and pay them right away. Christian Wilkins deserves it. So hopefully it is that vibe check, you know, right before training camp to get everybody hyped and to pay your own guy. Because, again, Christian Wilkins has been through different teams here, right? I mean, he saw the, the worst of the Dolphins and worked his way to what we've seen now. And um, I still think the best is yet to come. So, um, yeah, man, vibe check, do whatever you got to do. Pay Christian Wilkins, pay the man because – um, that defense, that locker room will be much different without him. If if you were Christian Wilkins, do you think he'd prefer just to have like his agent call him and have him be like, all right, like here's your contract? Or would you rather have like a coach after practice yell out like you got them? Because obviously like he, he's been paid well, but this is such life-changing money to like find out during one of those practices. I think they'd go on and win the suit. That's like the best game pregame speech ever since seeing that your buddy who's been through everything just got the bag. Yeah, have Vic Fangio dress up like he's in Hamilton, right? And have him coming out <laughs> with the music on and handing him his new deal or something like that. That's that's what I would do. Oh my God, we just we just made the most viral um, NFL clip of all time. It doesn't even happen on the field. I that is Photoshop great. that for the for the pod. I'll do <laughs> Vic Fangio and like, all right, yeah, that's it. We got it.